All right, everybody. So today we have on the podcast, Greg O'Gallagher. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm doing uh, pretty good. How about yourself? Doing well. I, I almost said we have Kino Body with us today because I think obviously a lot of people associate that with you. So before we dive into the podcast and all of that, as with all the podcasts, we start with a charity donation. And so you mentioned today uh, we're doing one based on clean water and getting that to people who really don't have that resource. So could you just briefly explain what we chose? Yeah, so I mean, a charity I've been um, uh, donating to for a while is uh, Charity Water. And the reason I picked that charity is just because I, I believe it has like, you know, the most direct impact. Um, every dollar you donate makes a big difference and, is, it, and it goes to, you know, directly to providing clean water for those in need. So I, I, uh, I came across that charity last year and it spoke to me and it's, it's, uh, it's one that, uh, that I'm, I'm very happy to, to donate to. That's awesome, man. Yeah, no, and you made a good point as far as like the economics of it, because there's a lot of important charities out there, but there are a few key ones where, like you said, like literally every dollar makes a significant difference. Um, like malaria charities are a big one where like, you know, you can actually kind of quantify like how much money goes towards saving a life. And so obviously uh, clean water is a huge one. So thanks for making us aware of that. Thank you. Thank you. So as we mentioned, you know, the brand Kino Body, I mean, you've been around for a while now. Um, actually, I didn't realize like how long it's been and then i saw i think actually how we started talking on instagram was i referenced a video that you had done nine years ago and you're already very strong then so uh for the few people who maybe don't know you how did you get into lifting how did you get into like the brand of kino body yeah so lifting was something that i wanted to do when i was like six years old and i you know saw my dad lifting weights um i just from a very young age i just made that connection where I wanted to be strong and powerful. Um, I had a, a collection of action figures. I watched action movies with Van Damme, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, uh, and Sylvester Stallone. And it just, it's, it, it just was, it was like in me where I, I just, I wanted to become strong and powerful. And so as soon as I was allowed to start lifting weights, like I was on that, I was doing pushups as like a nine, 10 year old um, at 12 or 13 years old. I started to lift weights and I started to, uh, you know, lift weights, uh, you know, consistently. And then I, I started getting into like reading, you know, reading fitness books um, and different workout programs at 14 years old. And I started to okay. yeah, follow uh, different people's training programs. Um, Ross Animate was someone that, I, you know, I, I did Ross Animate stuff. I did starting strength. I did, I did, uh, you know, some of the uh joe to frank strength conditioning stuff it's about mm -hmm. their bodybuilding routines and and then over the years i kind of found what worked well for me as far as putting on strength getting stronger um what didn't work and then throughout like that process i started to sort of you know put the pieces together and create my own sort of system um and refining it over the years so that's pretty much um how i got into lifting and then as far as kino body came to be um, that was when I was 19 and I, and I kind of realized that there was a lot of, you know, different fitness approaches that were cool, that worked, that I enjoyed doing, but nothing really spoke to me because, okay, I'm doing the strength and conditioning coach, uh, a program uh, that football players are doing. I'm like, well, that's great, but I'm not, I'm not a football player or, you know, or I'm, I'm doing this bodybuilding program, but, but that bodybuilding look doesn't necessarily speak to me. Um, and so, uh, I was like, what do I actually want? Like if I create my own fitness system, my own fitness protocol um, and philosophy, what does that look like? And it really 
came down to one, you know, looking like an absolute movie star. Like the, like the physique that spoke to me wasn't necessarily a bodybuilder, wasn't necessarily, you know, a football player. You know, it was like Brad Pitt and Troy right. or, you know, Ryan Reynolds. It was, you know, a decent amount of muscle, but very lean and, and just crazy proportion. And it was, how do I achieve that, but still be athletic, strong and powerful? And, you know, so be that lean guy, but can lift like heavy weight. Cause I always thought that was cool being athletic, strong and powerful. And three, how do I do this without, without killing myself and spending all the time in the, in the, in the gym? Uh, how do I achieve this um, while actually being able to enjoy the process and be able to uh, enjoy a diet I actually like, as opposed to, you know, cutting out carbs or, or just feeling like eating tiny little meals. And so that was sort of the framework of the system that I wanted to, um, that, those were the objectives of the, of the system I wanted to create. And, and I launched my first program years ago, probably 2012. And, uh, you know, my, my following at the time was a lot smaller, but people were jumping yeah. on the program. They were loving it. And the craziest thing, like I have to say with, with, with the programs, uh, I've released and I've even have uh, free workout articles on my website, but people that were doing my, my, my programs were getting crazy results. I was just getting testimonials every day. Like I couldn't believe, and I was blown away. I'm like, not only is this, this yeah. helped me achieve my goals. I'm like these people not so because some a lot of people buy workout programs and buy workout programs, but they don't do anything mm -hmm. or they follow it for a month and they give up or they follow it for a year and they don't really get many results. People buy my program and they're sucked into the philosophy. They're bought in, they're motivated and they follow it. Like they follow it to a T and they start getting results like clockwork. And then I'm getting these crazy three months, six month, one year transformations virtually every day. And it's, it's, it's pretty powerful. Yeah, man. I, well, I see that like right now you got the uh, superhero program going, right? And yeah. I, I think a lot of people, when you said like Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds in, I think it was Blade 3, that like scene where he's trapped down there, but like that kind of like on, iconic picture of him, Brad Pitt, like you said, um, I think a lot of like gen pop people and like a lot of guys in their teens and 20s relate to that more than like you said, a bodybuilder. I think like, especially now with all the Marvel movies, you know, that's like that kind of like Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans. I don't know if you happen to see it. I made a little post recently on, um, so I have the same birthday as Chris Evans and I'm exactly 10 years younger. So I figured Captain America was 10 years ago. They're looking for a new Captain America, same height, same weight. I think it works out. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I think that physique is, it's what people want, but it's also a lot more attainable, right? I mean, I'm not saying everybody can look like Chris Hemsworth and Thor. I mean, I mean most people probably can't maybe look like that, but you know, like I said, like Brad Pitt um, or something like that, they, it's relatable. Uh, and I think even for yourself, like you have very impressive physique and very impressive strength, but roughly like how tall and what's your weight? Uh, I'm 5'10 and everyone throws my weight around online and saying I'm 170. I'm not 170, I'm 180. So mm -hmm. I've been down to 170 for like, a, like, a very, like uh, actually, you know what? I haven't been down to 170 in a long time. I've been down to like 173, 174. But uh, I've been most consistently around 180. Yeah, and very lean, though, I think is a big part of it, right? So, um, yeah, and 5'10", 180 lean, like people will hear 180 and maybe that's why like they might think like that's not like a huge person. But if you were the body fat that a lot of these people are, you'd be like 210, right? Or 200, something like that because yeah. you're so lean. And that's important to keep in mind. Yeah, no, you know, yeah, that's a good point. And even even on like the, you know, the fat-free mass index, like, 
there's not that much more muscle for me to gain um, as far as staying natural. So, I mean, you know, there's not too many guys that are 195 chiseled yeah, right. at 5'10". <laughs> Very rare to see. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, not totally related to uh, lifting specifically, but I saw like we, we follow some similar people. So like I said, a lot of the evidence-based people I saw, it looks like you're into MMA. Is that right? Um, I, you know what, I, I actually was into like martial art training, mixed martial arts when I was in high school, mm -hmm. I trained for a couple years, um, or three years. And then I completely stopped, um, all that, all that training and was just obviously dedicated to fitness. And then yeah. I, I picked it up. Like I, I just got a coach to train, train some striking with, um, probably when I was 25, I just wanted to like bring that stuff back. And then, yeah. uh, but then for the last couple of years, I just kind of do a little bit of boxing on my own, just okay. a couple times a week. I'll, I'll punch, but it, it's yeah. funny because I, I, I punch Bob and I, and I used to put up con right. content on that for fun. And it, it's like my most viral content. So like yeah. I have to punch Bob once a week. <laughs> um, like, so, and I've been putting the videos on TikTok, punching Bob and they've gotten millions of views. And yeah, it's what I kind of do it. Like part of it's for my, for my own training and, and benefit. And then part of it's just like, you know what, let's, let's put up a little Bob video. Yeah. Uh, you know, people love that. No, man, you've actually got like some legitimate striking skills. There's, there's a video of you, um, doing like a Superman punch into Bob and just like, you're on like, you know, you said like that's double octane or something. And I, I thought that video was hilarious. I must've shown like 10 people that, so I can see why it gets a good reception. That, that was like a year ago, I think, or something. Yeah. Yeah. A year or two ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like Superman <laughs> punch, just going crazy on him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know what? I, that's what I, I like. I like having fast hands and, uh, uh you know, and, and, you know, being quick with the, with the, with the strikes. So yeah, I, I've, I've gotten my hands pretty sharp. Yeah. So I think I first started hearing about you, uh, when you were making intermittent fasting really popular and I was actually doing intermittent fasting as far as like the 16, eight back in like 2010, 11. And That's I remember really being, yeah, I was like one of the like original people, at least as far as I'm aware. And I was very hesitant to do it because it was like, you know, I got actually a very similar story to you, you know, um, I did some sports and everything, but I was kind of overweight. I got into it very young, uh, maybe 12 years old and, I was like extremely regimented, but I was always doing six, seven, eight meals a day. I thought if I went more than two hours, it was like a huge deal. So in 2010 or 11, when I tried it, I was very hesitant and it was like this huge weight off my shoulders because I found that, oh, like I didn't, like my rate of progress didn't slow down at all. Um, I actually like I would measure like when I was at the same leanness and I gained at least that much more muscle that year as I did the previous year. So the biggest thing for me and, and why I'm still a fan of it is it's very freeing. I know, hey, if I go a few more hours without eating, it's just not a big deal. And that's how like the main reason I promoted it. Um, I think when we, we look at different studies on it, there are some other benefits. But again, for me, the biggest thing was convenience. Now, I don't know if that's your general stance on it, or if you really find that like, there's something specific to it. But I would credit you to really getting it out there. Because I think a lot of people still when they think of intermittent fasting, they associate it with you. So I don't know how you got into that yourself. But I know you, you've certainly promoted it a lot. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I, I, I came across it similar time 2011. And I had the same stance where, you know, previously I was like, oh, we have to eat every few hours, um, smaller meals. Um, and, and I started to kind of realize a lot of these, 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 uh, a lot of these things that people believe were wrong and false. And, and so um, one of the ways I first got into intermittent fasting was actually, I, I, I bought a book called uh, Eat, Stop, Eat by 
mm. by Brad Elon, um, where he was actually doing his, his thesis to discredit fasting, showing that it's bad for you, um, that it, it, you know, it can cause muscle loss. Um, it's not optimal for, for fat loss. And he, he started to realize that what he, what he, what he thought he was going to discover, he started to realize that there are huge um, benefits um, to fasting, like even beyond the convenience. Um, so similar hormonal effects that you that happen during exercise are also happen during during fasting, um, but but absolutely the main like reason um, for programming fasting is because it makes it easier to stick to your diet. It makes it easier to hit your calories. So um, most people out there have fat to lose. They need to get leaner. Um, that's like the first step. Most people are not around 10% body fat. Most people have. 10, 15, 20 pounds to lose, um, and sometimes quite a bit more. And so the main thing that people need to do like right now is let's figure out the most enjoyable way to be in a calorie deficit. And, you know, if someone is burning 2,600 calories per day, um, a lot, you know, a lot of people, it's very easy to eat 3000 calories a day, even if you're not trying to eat a lot, like yeah. 3000 calories is easy, especially mm-hmm. when you're eating breakfast, snack, lunch, dinner, it just adds up just eating 3000 calories a day can be hard. Um, but so you, someone burns 2,600 calories, they're 180 pounds, they want to lose 20 pounds. Uh, you need to make that deficit as enjoyable as possible. You need to make eating 21, 2,200 calories a day as enjoyable as possible. And for myself and a lot of my clients um, and a lot of people, you know, fasting until 1, 2 p.m., having a nice, delicious lunch, being able to eat a bigger dinner at, at night you can actually enjoy makes getting lean so much easier. It's like every day there's a reward. Whereas, you know, if you're eating four or five meals a day, it just kind of feels like you have to suffer a little bit to get to your goal. And you have to use a little bit of willpower and you don't really get to have that nice satisfaction every every night. So I, I found that fasting just simply makes eat, being in a calorie deficit a lot easier. Um, yeah. And you get to look forward to epic meals. And so that's the number one benefit if you want to get lean. And again, some people might say like, hey, I actually find it easier to control my calories if I eat four meals a day. If that's you, then I will tell you, go and do that. You know, whatever makes it easy, easiest to, to stick to your diet, follow that. But even when I'm lean bulking and, and, and actually working on gaining strength and muscle, I'm still fasting. Yeah. I don't think I've gone, gone a day without fasting. And like, since I started, I may maybe had brunch like two or three right. times. Right. But I didn't even care. I didn't even want to. I wasn't like, okay, fine. I'll brunch. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've skipped breakfast for a year. Let's have a little brunch, you know? Right. right. Um, but, but that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Now my first year doing it was actually while I was gaining. And I remember cause it was like freshman year of college. I gained seven pounds. And when I say like seven, I mean, I bulked up and then I cut back down. But like when I got back to the same leanness, I was now seven pounds heavier. And then my sophomore year, I gained eight pounds and that was when I was intermittent fasting. Now that's not me saying it was clearly superior, but I mean, cause you know, maybe other factors were involved, but it certainly wasn't worse. I mean, I had great results and, um, it, in college, that was, eight, that was eight pounds on top of the, of the, the seven, seven. Right. So when it would normally be slowing down you'd think, yeah, that was a good year for sure. Um, wow. that's and that's very solid. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, again, that was, you know, I was still significantly smaller than I am now. So I was still, you know, making my way up, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was super convenient. And that was when I was in, like I said, in college. So right now I like an, a later eating window like you, cause I like to eat later, have a big dinner or whatever. But back then um, I did everything earlier. So I was done by five and okay, you go out to a party, you do whatever. 
and it was fine. Whereas I literally used to bring a protein shake with me to like a party at <laughs> like a, a frat house or something like that's just how nuts I was about it. And so to just have that relief was very, like I said, it was very freeing. Um, but all the same things that you said. You used to bring, bring a protein shake before you started fasting. Or, Before I started or, fasting, yes, yeah, yes, okay. like because I needed to eat every two or three hours, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, okay, I got to bring my shake, go chug it. Like that's just how I was. I if I had a goal, I was going to do it, right? So to find that that wasn't necessary, it wasn't even helpful. Was you know that was the biggest thing for me. But I'm glad to hear that you're on the same page. Like it's it's a great way to you know have convenience and form a deficit. Um, it doesn't sound like you're saying look like it's going to make you look the rock or it's going to have some magical benefits, but it's very helpful. And, you know, and absolutely, if you're into fitness, um, you know, fasting just makes, it makes you more productive. Like, there's no question about it. Like, I remember when I was younger and I was checking out these different fitness models, diet and training programs. And I was just like, how the hell? Like, I was maybe 17 years old. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how? Like, I want to gain muscle. I'm like, how the heck am I going to eat like four meals a day, two protein shakes, steak this, steak here, steak there, like chicken. Just, I'm like how am I, first of all, I'm like 17. I don't have that much money. Right. So I'm like, how am I going to afford this? And then I don't want to put the time energy to cooking, preparing. It's like, I would rather put that energy somewhere. Like I would rather put that energy towards my goals, not, you know, having a, this complicated meal plan. And so it's so liberating just being able to wake up every day, have a coffee, get down to business, start working, working, working. You get so, you get so like your body's actually meant to, you know, to fast we are hardwired to, to be able to fast and to, to function highly in the fastest state. And you feel amazing. Like I love being in that fasted state. I'm like, I'm in it right now. I'm, you know, I'm sure you, you might be, or you might've broken your fast, but mm -hmm. I, I, I just, I thrive on it and I have better focus. Um, and then it's just, and then, and then when you get to eat, you look forward to it and actually food yeah. actually starts to taste better. If you've never fasted before, like, that meal you go out to dinner with or go yeah. for just tastes way better. Um, and so, so yeah, it is, yeah, it's a very, very liberating. Um, and I also, my training approach kind of ties into that where I, I believe you don't need to spend five days in the gym lifting weights. I believe if you're efficient and you have maximum intensity, you can get everything done in three workouts per week and you have better, better neural recovery. Um, I've, I've tested training, you know, I've, I spent many years training five days a week. And I've spent now, you know, obviously for the last eight years or so, it's been pretty much three days a week. Sometimes yeah. I'll do two, but I just, I can hit personal records greater um, with three days a week. And obviously if you're training more often, you know, it's helpful to have a little bit of temperance and, and all of that. Um, but, but if you want to train intense and push for PR as hard, like three, three workouts a week is all, you know, a program fasting two, three meals a day or two meals and a snack. And it's just, it's just getting the body of your dreams is like it just falls into the background of your life and it's enjoyable and you look forward to the workouts you look forward to dinner you know yeah where do your workouts fall in a day that you're well you're fasting every day so where does your workout fall time wise yeah so i've played around with i like to i don't like to work out first thing in the morning um i also find that you know it's it's you know if you have coffee first thing in the morning you can kind of wake up and, and, and then lift heavy but it's a little bit harder to go super heavy first thing in the morning yeah um unless, you know, you have some ca caffeine can help uh, amp you up. But, but I, I, but also I find if you work out first thing in the morning, it's harder to fast. I'm hungrier. Mm -hmm. If I'm burning calories right when I wake up, I'm like, I, I kind of want to, I trigger my appetite earlier. Yeah. So I actually like to work out either before my first meal, before the meal, I break my fast. So if I'm 
I have a bit of a later schedule, but if, if I break my fast at 4 p.m., I like to work out at two. Or, you know, or, or I'll work out after that first meal. Um, so between my first and, and my first meal, my big dinner feast. Yeah. So in that case, you know, I might, if I'm having dinner at 7, 8 p.m., I might work out at, you know, 5, yeah. 5, 36. Um, and that will, so that's either, I'll either do a fasted, fasted training or I'll eat like, I'll, I'll, I'll eat a medium sized meal and then do a, a big, you know, my big feast after and, and work out in between that. But I found those two times. Um, to be the best, I do like to get most of my calories in that post-training window, um, yeah. as opposed to before. So, so I've I find like you know four or five hundred calories um, an hour or two before training is fine, or I'll go fully fasted. Yeah, that's literally exactly what I've stumbled upon as well. I'll either have like I said, just like coffee or something, or I'll have like a shake that's not going to bog me down, a couple hundred calories. I'll do my workout and then I like to get most of my food after that. I really don't like to do a workout if I've had, like I used to, when I would do like big cheat days in the past, I don't really recommend that anymore. But when I used to and eating like this huge, like 2000 calorie breakfast and then going to, to work out was, was never a great time. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. No, not. Yeah. You feel a little bloated. Yeah. 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 So um, one of the things I commented on is your strength is really impressive to me. Um, I mean, just overall, but especially for your body weight. So I remember like looking it up and I saw that even like nine years ago, you were doing, you had a video of you doing dips 185 for three. And I don't remember how long ago the one arm pull up was, but again, very long time ago. And I'm, I'm like decently strong at these exercises. I can do my best ever is 30 pull ups on um, any regular day. I can do 25 and I'm, I'm about 195 right now. Um, not, as impressive as you on the pressing, but I've hit a 225 overhead press, 100 pound dumbbells for 10. So like, it's respectable strength. And I tried to do a one arm pull up. And I was like, this is not going anywhere. Like, it felt like this is impossibly hard. So <laughs> I'm just wondering how long that took you? Was it a technique thing you feel like? Or were you just really that strong? And did that come early? You know, you know, what? I've had people on my program, my my the body weight one I launched uh, movie star body weight. Um, I launched it last, uh, la basically last March, April of uh, 2020 and i've actually had quite a few people in my program hit the one arm chin up and i'm i'm blown away because it yeah. took me a long long time to do it um now most of the guys hitting it are probably around 160 okay. um but but the what i found to be like the like the the numbers you have to hit to do it is first you should be able to do weighted chin-ups with 80 percent of your body weight so for a cut for two or three reps so if you're you know 180 you know, that's pretty much like 140, 145 yeah. um, chin-ups for like ideally three or four. Yeah. So for you at 195, you're looking at like 155 pound chins. For, yeah, that'd be for like a one rep max maybe for me at best right now. Yeah, so. yeah if, you, if you could hit that for a triple, um, like you, the strength is there. And then it's just a matter of like spending six weeks, uh, you know, even just, even just once a week, just spending six weeks. Um, doing the towel, like put wrapping a towel on a pull-up bar, mm -hmm. holding that. So that's your assisting hand, holding right. it pretty low and trying to just lift yourself up and use just as much from that working arm as possible and barely use the towel. And I found that just doing sets of doing sets of two or three is way better than doing people can do sets of six or eight if they use more of the arm, but just two or three barely using that towel. Mm -hmm. And if you've already got your, your, you know, your weighted chin ups up to, I mean, if you cut five more pounds, it will definitely help. If you get your yeah. weight up, up to even 150 for three, for three or four, and then work on the towels for um, 
the towel chins for six weeks, you'll get it. Um, and the bigger problem with the, with the one arm chin ups is that it creates a lot of stress and like the one, the one injury that's very common from people that are lifting really heavy, um, that type and on their computer all day long is golfer's elbow, tennis mm-hmm. elbow. Yeah. And so that's the one reason why I haven't like consistently done it. And I haven't, I haven't done a one arm chin up in a long time. Um, I haven't tried to, but it's just, it's, it's one of those things that's freaking a huge strength feat, something awesome to achieve. Um, but it's just, it, there's, it's just an injury. Like it just, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 I've already had, you know, golfer's elbow and it, it's a nightmare. And so it's just, if I, I can probably get away with it a little bit and then I'll, then my elbow tendon nice will, tendon nice will come back. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's risky business, but yeah, yeah. but I actually I achieved that, you know, I, I got really, really strong, um, in like my early twenties and I was, I was, I started kind of creating my training system at 19, 20 years old. I really had it, um, the training figured out as far as my approach of, you know, as far as my approach. Um, and, and, you know, I got, I got pretty strong, um, but like getting, you know, going even like at that level, getting a little bit stronger, um, is a lot like adding 20 pounds to a lift when you're already at that level is, is tough. But I've, but since then, since I was 21, 22 years old, um, I was heavy. I had a higher body fat then. So I've actually, I've got my body fat down a few points. I was, you know, and I've, and, you know, I'm carrying a bit more muscle, um, and, you know, certain lifts like my incline press have gone up a lot and dumbbell shoulder presses, but, but, but I had 80%, 85% of my strength at 21. Right. But again, you have to remember that I, I started lifting at 13, 14. Which so, is one thing I didn't realize that you, cause I was like, how is this guy? I thought you got started around like 2010 or something as far as lifting. So I was like, how the hell did this guy get so strong in like two or three years? But it makes more sense that you started so young. Yeah, I was, I, I started lifting at 13, 14 years old. And I don't think I've ever had like, a, a, like a lot of people would start lifting they fall off, they right. get on. Once I started, I was on, like, there was no question about it. Unless I was up in my cottage for two months. Mm. I was, but I was still working out. I was doing body weight stuff. And, right. and so I was on since 13, 14 years old. So by 21 years old, I already had eight years of, of lifting under my belt. And I was training smart. I was, I did a lot of body weight training. I, 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 I was doing weighted chin-ups at a, at weighted dips at a young age. Um, I, I, I ran through some of those basic programs like starting strength and, mm-hmm. and got my, you know, got my, you know, as a teenager, 16, got my 17. Seven, no, sixteen. I got my squat up to like two seventy five or five, which is pretty good. Yeah. And okay. and uh, you know, I was already benching two plates at sixteen years old for reps. Nice. So yeah, so I but I, I like I but I was on it like so I was yeah. on it since thirteen fourteen years old. So it wasn't like oh I just started lifting at twenty and then twenty one I was a powerhouse and then it took me like you know it was like I, 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 yeah. I that was my first eight years to twenty one and now I'm on the second eight years. Which again, and, 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 and again, it's, it's the law of diminishing returns is, is, is yeah. something. It would be fun for me to start from scratch and start hitting PRs like crazy sure. every week and put on 50 pounds. But, but uh, at this level, it, it's, it's pretty much at, at my level right now, it's pretty much just having fun with it. Right. Just have fun with it. I, I change up my exercises every three or four weeks. I work, I'm right now I'm working on like, this is what you do after you've been training for over 10 years. And I'm, I'm approaching like, 
I'm like 16, 17 years. Yeah. It's fun to, you mix up the goals a bit. So, you know, you might have a, you know, a phase where you're, okay, let's try and get my bench pressed up and and you'll have fun with that for a few months. And then, you know what? I've, I've loved vertical jumping. Let me do, let me do, let me focus on, you know, you're getting up there, man. It's getting up there about, I'm at 36 inches. Wow. Um, pre, yeah, about 35, 36 inches. Um, which is to me like is crazy because uh, like I remember when I was training, even that like my vertical was around like like I, I remember hitting 28 inches and I was like I was putting in work to get to 28 inches. So right. adding wow. that other yeah. So That's I'm funny I'm, man. I'm, like this is so relatable to me because everything you're saying, I'm like yes, exactly, exactly. I started same age. I definitely. It, it seems like you do have a proclivity towards strength because um, I mean I started the same age and I didn't hit 225 till I was probably 18. Um, my mom touched the bar and I yelled at her for it because it was the first time I've ever hitting 225. Even, even my younger brother, Bryden, I've, uh, there's four brothers, but me and Bryden are probably genetically the most similar. And like, mm. he had his, his program, he had a, two buddies he'd work out with and it, they'd do a very like, you know, s- similar starting strength or, or whatever routine. Um, and, and like, and then Bryden, he, he, his bent, like his, his, they were kind of closer on squat and deadlift, but his bench was in like an, another ballpark. Yeah. You said, so, um, 225 for reps at 16. I mean, that's pretty good, man. Not a lot of 16 year olds are doing that. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I think it was like three. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Um, I know I pulled 315 deadlift at 16, but like every 14 or 13 year olds are doing that. So that's not a big know, deal. Right. Right. It's not a big deal, but like, I, 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 I was hitting 225. I, I actually hit a 300 that one rep max at 18. So, and I have nice a video dude. of that on my channel. So I know that for sure. But, but, uh, 16, I did 220, 225 and like, and also like I didn't hit puberty early. So I hit puberty, right. like not early. Normally, so I mean, yeah. if I hit puberty earlier, you know, could have probably done that 15, but like, uh, so. And did you see so four it's, brothers? There's four of us. Oh, no, four, including myself. Okay, gotcha. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I was just going to comment on the, because uh, again, same thing, like with the amount of time I've been training. I mean, strength, it's like, if I can get five pounds on a lift in like a year, that's like, I'm like happy to see that. And so with the pull up, that's kind of where I was like, and same thing like you, I was like, well, everything's more or less maxed out. So the, the one arm pull up, I don't necessarily think it's the smartest thing for me to do. It was just like kind of like a cool strength goal. Um, I used the machine recently. I actually like tested it to see how much assistance it's giving me. And I did a one arm pull up with about, I still needed about 40 pounds of assistance. And I'm like, okay, 40 pounds on a lift is like nigh impossible at this point. So most of it's going to have to come from either technique or losing weight. Figure maybe I lose 10, 15 pounds. I'm like pretty lean at 180. I wouldn't want to go lighter than that. And then maybe some technique that it's, it's, is it attainable? I don't know for me. Um, I could probably get close, but we'll see, but I definitely started getting the elbow issues. Yeah. I, th- I think you can hit it. Um, yeah, that machine, it, it probably, you probably need less strength than that. I mean, if you're, if you're doing, you can do one fifty pound chin up for one, you probably just need to hit that for a triple and then just work on technique. Yeah. Um, and you know, in the technique, just it's none, there's, there's nothing really to tell you. It just kind of takes, time practicing the towel for yeah. your body to kind of figure it out just like when people first do hanging leg raises they're like swinging and then as they practice it they get they learn how to control themselves so it, it's, it's probably not 40 pounds you need but it's it's just it's it's a certain technique and it's you might have to cut five pounds and 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 gain 10 pounds on your weighted chin up yeah yeah and but again you know it's uh you know it's yeah you could probably probably you could probably hit it 
but it might take four to six months. Right. Um, but it's, it's, you hit it and then, you know, and then it's, it's not like a linear progress where you're okay, I got right. one rep and then, you know, next month I'm getting two and then yeah, three. No. <laughs> it's a tricky, it's a, it's a, I've hit though, I've done like four or five, which was wow. ridiculous. That is yeah, ridiculous, damn. Yeah, I've done four or five. And I even like used to work on the pull-up one. I was hitting a couple one-arm pull-ups, but, but uh, again, it's, 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 if you spend all day typing and texting, it's, it's too rough on the elbows. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems like you're definitely focusing still on the strength, but you like, you're, I see you doing sprints, you're doing the jumps. Um, and again, I'm, I'm starting to go a little bit more that way myself. Have you recorded like your best mile or anything like that? Uh, my best one mile run. I have not recently. I do know when I, when I was, uh, I did track, um, a little track when I was a teenager, 14, 14 years old, I, I hit like, I did the 1500 meter, which is just, just under, just under one mile. And I hit yeah. like four, fi- 451. So <laughs> yeah, I had my, you know what? Cardio came like the cardio, like I was good at cardio, like the cardio stuff. Like I was always like, you know, top three in my, in my grade. So, uh-huh. um, so I was good at cardio. I kind of, I kind of can go either direction, but it's one of those things where if I start working on my cardio a lot and, and, and running, I find like my, my strength and power kind of, kind of, uh, takes a little bit of a back seat. So I, I'm not worried about it, but right now, if I did a mile, if I like was motivated, I don't know what I'd hit. Maybe, maybe like, I'd like to say I'd, I'd do six minutes and, yeah. and you know, I think That's I could, if I trained for a bit, I could probably do, you know, five and a half. But I just remember doing that 1500 meter and I was like the most pain I've ever felt in my life. Yeah. Like, well, it dude, is, yeah. yeah. People who really go hard on endurance, cause I've been working on my mile time. Again, it's just like a different goal for me. Cause I, I was never like a cardio guy and uh, it's, it's just like a different level. Like, yeah, it's like, if you do a crazy workout, I'm sure we've all done very like high volume, intense workouts at some point in our life, but like, okay, 60 seconds, the set's done. Like, don't get me wrong. We've pushed very, very, very hard, but the people who can just like grind and like who does like a marathon, and like the people who are setting records on like a marathon, I think the one guy basically just broke like two hours or whatever, like just no break, just going and going. And for you, even a mile, right? I mean, that's like just that no break is, I think it's just a different type of pain, you know? And if you're accustomed to lifting for the last decade, it's just, it's something that you have to almost like train yourself to get used to. Yeah. You know what? Um, what'd you, what'd you get for the mile? Well, I'm, I'm going the other way. I'm working towards a six minute mile. I've always been a slow guy. So I'm trying to get a six minute mile. I want to, I want to like validate my one mile time. Cause I'm, if I'm throwing out like, Oh, I could maybe do six and a half, six yeah. right now. If I'm throwing those numbers out, I got to validate it. So I gotta, I gotta go, I gotta go get a, go to a track and run. Yeah. I'd run. be curious, man. Post it up. I, I, I mean, I will say though, like last year I did a little bit of training for the 400 meter um, I did a little bit of training for the 400 meter and I, and I, and I could, I, I broke the minute, which is okay. considered good. I think, yeah. uh, pretty good. And you no, know, my cardio is still there. I think punching Bob, like a psychopath, a couple times a week helps, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, but, uh, but you know, I'd like to work on that, on, on that, you know, I, I like to just test my, I, I love, you know, testing, challenging myself. So I'd, I'd like to, you know, test, test the, uh, the, the run, but yeah, no question about it like lifting, like, like running workouts, cardio, like track workouts are way harder, mm-hmm. um, like willpower wise than, than lifting. Like I love lifting. Yeah. I think it's fun. I think it's, right. 
it's awesome. Like, let's lift that weight, hit some reps. You feel great. Yes. Like if you're doing that heavy, if you're training reverse pyramid training and you're doing that heavy set and you're going for 185 standing press, it kind of sucks. Yeah. And it's a, it's a different type of challenge that than running is like, it's, it's the challenge is, is like, I have to utilize and activate every muscle I possibly can. And it's neurally exhausting. Um, and it, it takes like a, and a lot of people they're, they're pushing and you could probably attest to this. You see people in the gym and like, they're not tapping into their potential. Like they mm-hmm. kind of, when it gets tough, they kind of give in, but yeah. I found that being able to push through those reps, um, and, 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 uh, not like necessarily grinding out reps, but actually being able to tap into your potential, um, which might sound woo woo, but like, absolutely. You put me in, yeah. you put you put me in someone else's body and I'm pumping out more reps and then lifting more weight than like, it's like, there's a, there's an intensity. Um, but, but, but like the work of strength training is freaking fun. It's people should enjoy it, but yeah, work getting your mile time down to six (laughs) minutes or or, or less is like, is, is not so fun. But some people are hitting like, you know, I have a friend, Mikey, he actually, he's my, he does my high end uh, film videos. He was a freaking, track star runner and like he, yeah, he was doing like, he was doing yeah he's like averaging five and a half minute miles for fucking four miles which i'm like that just blows my mind yeah no that's insane if, i'd be curious if you ever do uh, a vo2 max test because that is the hardest thing physically i've ever done i've done three now and again with our mindsets of like basically the idea is you start on a treadmill they'll up the speed and then eventually they'll just start upping and upping the incline and the and and you have this mask on, right? You have this mask to get the oxygen uh, tested, and so you go until you literally can't. And so some people they're like, "Oh, it wasn't that hard?" It's like, "Yeah," because you just stopped. But for me, I wanted to like beat what I got the last time. So it's literally you go until you would fall off the treadmill or like you, you you're gonna die. Um, so I don't know if, if you're somebody who likes measurements and to see where you're at, maybe maybe do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that would be test. good. Did you ever do that beat test in in high school? the beat you, test. you like run like 20 meters back and forth you have to get there before it beeps and you keep going oh, the beep. yeah 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 you go, it gets faster and faster and faster and faster that was like yeah. that was the most freaking <laughs> brutal thing ever yeah. yeah so uh i guess as far as like your you know again you, you have this huge brand behind you and in talking to you you're you know very normal guy like very relatable did you find that you kind of there was like something to the brand that brings out something brings out a different side of you because you know like talking to you here like it's you know intelligent guy you know good conversation um clearly intellectual and then as far as like your brand you branch out to a certain type of person who like you said the certain physicals that they have um you're very i don't know if i would say eccentric but you have a bolstering personality right and and you have that and you kind of have like a calm side was that always how you were adaptable to you know, kind of the scene you were in, or was that something that kind of came about as you developed your, your brand? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, um, I, yeah, I think it's, yeah, you know what, it's, 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 I, I, I definitely come across like more, uh, more like normal, whatever in interviews and stuff like that in conversation. Yeah. But I guess, you know, when you're, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's hard, tricky to, it's tricky question, but it's also like, if you have a goal for a video and you want to create, you know, you want to capture people's attention. It's like, you kind of have to, you know, you have, it's, 
like my Bruce Wayne video, for example, it's like yeah, I yeah. was deliberately being polarizing, sure, um, and 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 like you know turning the volume up. So it's it's it, it you know it's 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 probably something I I, I utilize like for a reason. Like I think and and you know going back to like when we talked about earlier, I'm like people that do my program, they follow it. Like mm-hmm. people buy my program, they're in it. They're doing it for three six months, and then they're doing the next program, and they're getting crazy results and. I think so, so part of like the content I do is it's talking with a little bit more conviction. Like I'm, I'm like yeah. getting people motivated and, and I'm, I'm being a little, I'm getting people kind of out of their seats a little bit, which I think is, it, 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 it I think it works. Um, but it's, that's not necessarily how I'm, how I talk to, you know, my, my friends, uh, right. at a dinner, you know, like I'm, I'm that's not me <laughs> at all. Like, so, so some people can be like surprised if I bump into some like a Kino warrior on the right. street that, they, Oh, they, you know, they, sometimes they'd be like, Oh shit. Like, you know, you're, you're, you know, where's the energy? I'm like, I'm not like filming a video right now. <laughs> right. All right. What's going on? You know? <laughs> right. Right. So I'm like, you are burning so much fat right now. You're burning, you know, it's like, so it's, it's, uh, that what I what I kind of the 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 you know the the personality I put out for the videos um, is is you know maybe there's a case to just kind of like you know so so you know you know we'll we'll yeah we'll see but yeah that's it's definitely a fair uh, fair point that I've gone in where it's like hey like you know how you are like normally yeah. is very yeah. different than like how you project yourself um, but but, uh, but to be clear I'm not even saying I disagree with it like I. On my on my videos, I don't want to say I'm monotone, but I'm usually pretty relaxed and you know just chill. But even that, if I watch my original videos, I look at it and I'm like, man, I'm boring as hell. Like, I wouldn't want to watch the video, right? And right. some people who would do very well, and people like Greg Doucette, obviously to the extreme of that, right? But you can see his original videos, right? It you have positive feedback on something, and then you continue it, right? I mean, it's just conditioning. So you look at Greg Doucette's original videos nobody's watching them right because right. it was just very it was kind of boring and now he's got this huge persona so i get it and again that, i'm not saying that with you but like if you are if you have a brand if you're trying to get people to you know look at a product or promote something that's kind of how it is so i wasn't saying it in like a negative it's just it's, it's an observation really yeah no no it's a no it's a fair observation and yeah no i, I didn't think uh it was a neg- uh necessarily a negative thing but yeah but yeah you know what it's it's uh it's Definitely, you know, definitely, uh, it's it's helped kind of cut through the noise, and and I guess that's kind of the point to be made is that right now fitness is hyper saturated. I thought fitness was saturated when I first got in, and that's what people were telling me. Hey, how are you gonna start this business? Like, there's so many fit trainers, this and that. Right. It's even more saturated than Instagram, uh, uh, TikTok. The, all these platforms are, are hyper saturated, so you have to be able to cut through the noise. Right. Um, but again, but part of that also was natural for me because I do can I can I can't have like a, a, a you know when when I'm excited about something you know I, I can uh, um, I you know I, I I put that out there I can be a, a bit more you know exuberant or whatever but but um, the same time it's like I know the language and the tonality to like get people going you know and so there's there's you can you know you can talk about about the research the science the you know the protocol you want. But you have, to, and this is the challenge that you know. I'd say this is the challenge that I'd say uh, the evidence-based community. I haven't been paying as much attention to it recently, but I remember, you know, when uh, a few years ago, um, I was very involved in the in the evidence-based community, and and yeah. and uh, and not to not to like, you know, I I obviously respect their work, and you know, it's awesome. But it's like 
but there was this there was this tendency for them to hate on some of these uh, prolific fitness figures that were just peddling bullshit. They just yeah. were saying shit that was downright wrong, right. um, and and they were kind of hating on it. Um, people were saying like, "Oh, calories don't matter, X, Y, and Z." Um, but it's like it's like, look, they are the ones that are actually getting their content out there. Right. They're the ones that are reaching millions and millions of people. It's like, yes, you can hate on it, but at the same time, you know what you do have to respect is like, shit, these people are actually getting their message out. How can I do that as well? And I guess it it can be tough if you're if you're holding yourself to to a very strict standard. Um, but but at the same time, it's like you can you only you can only help impact as many people as you can reach. And yep. if you're reaching, you know, so so what I've what I've made my mission is like I was like my shit works. Say what you want. This works. My transformations are coming like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would challenge that against any other programs. I haven't seen any, any other program in the world that is getting as many consistent transformations as, as mine. And these are before and afters are like people look at them and they're like, they're, they are dramatic. Yeah. Um, so my shit works. Let's freaking get like, let's get this out there. Like, I don't want someone that's 18 years old that is struggling to lose fat, hasn't found a system that works for them or 45 years old, I want them to at least have seen my face and be like, huh, okay, this, 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 this Kino body guy's talking about, you know, living the life of his dreams, fasting, you know, having a blast and being shredded. Maybe I'm going to give it a shot now. So I, I at least want to be able to hit people and, and then to, 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 to hit the main, to hit the mainstream like that. You have, you have to be polar. You have to, to a certain extent, you have to cut through the noise. You have to kind of, you know, grip people with, with, their desires, but give them the results and educate them on how it's going to work. And that's always been the, that's always been how I even start writing my programs. I quickly identify, Hey, this is the problem that you have. This is why you're 16% body fat and you can't get down to 10%. This is why every program you've done, whether it's eating small meals, low carb, this is why it hasn't worked for you or it worked, but then it stopped working. Here's how we get to your goal. And here are the different mechanisms we're using. Here's why it works. And because for me, I always hated school because you're going in school and the teachers will tell you, this is what you're, this is what you need to learn. Boom. Like, like, like we're teaching this right now. I like to get, I like to get like, I like a little uh, foreplay, like get me excited. What am I going to learn? How is it going to benefit me? What are the benefits? Why is this cool? And then like, I like to get like excited and then give me the, the, and so that's kind of how I've, I've done my programs. But, um, but I will say, you know, the, the, the evidence-based community, killer, killer work, but they need to, they need to like learn how to actually put themselves out there. So I can't disagree with that. I mean, because you know, again, we got into this a similar time and I'm sure you came across maybe like T nation or some of these articles where like you read it. And that's something that I miss of like, like the good old days of when you're still making a lot of progress. And it's like, you read something and it gets you so hyped. And you know what, maybe it wasn't so much better as far as like actual end results and some of these other programs. But and again, it sounds like you and I were both like in it from the start but if you're somebody who is 16 and like you're you're kind of into it you're getting and you read one article that's like all right so this is how you program and you periodize this way and then you add five pounds or it's like this is going to make you look this way and like i don't lie to people obviously but if you can get people excited for it there's a lot to be said for that and, and that's a really good time when you're excited for something and you got this new thing you're doing it, it's a cool time yeah it's it's a it's a it's uh 
it's cool to be like all nerdy about fitness and to love the programming and this and that, but like, man, like you, like you have to, you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of like know your market. Like, who are you trying to help? And like, if you just want to like make some cool content, that's going to get you a clap from like the circle of, of, uh, you know, evidence-based guys, that's right. fine. Do that. Okay. But if you actually want to like help people like make a difference, then you have to, you have to like basically, the mechanisms that you're teaching are how they get to their goal. But like, you need to kind of get them, you need to kind of get them sucked into like the result. They don't want them. Like they don't want the mechanism, the mechanism you're teaching them. They don't want that. That's the tool to get to the result. What do they actually want? And you have to tie that in together. They want to look like a movie star. They want to lose 20 pounds or they want to, you know, find a diet they love. And so you have to sell them or, or get them excited for what they actually want and then tie in the mechanisms and the tools that's going to get there them there, which is what I've done um, where, you know, fasting, I'm not like, Hey, like, you know, I'm not like telling people like, Hey, the, you know, like, like fasting is like the goal. The goal is for us to fast, 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 fast. It's like, no, here's the goal. Here's why fasting is awesome. It's going to help us get to the goal and hear the benefits of it. Um, but, the, but like, I, I keep them focused on the, on the goal. Um, and and they tie th- and it's all about being goal oriented. I'm like, hey, look, if you want to build your shoulders up, there's no question about it. Right now you're lifting, this is for the, the listener, you're lifting 45 pound dumbbells, shoulder press for five reps. Okay, if you want to get your shoulders up, you can be in the gym all like all hours of the day. You can do any program in the world, but if you're still lifting 45 pound dumbbells, your shoulders are going to suck. Yeah. I'm like, I want those to get up to 90 pounds for six, 90 pounds. Like, you know, if that's strength. So I, I, I'm able to like capture their goal and then relate to the mechanism and how it's going to work. And then they get sucked in and then they get, and then when they see that little bit of progress, Oh my God, am I, my shoulder, am I doing fifties now? And then it's just like, it's like, shit, like this is working. I see the results and they get, they get motivated um, and, and sucked in. But, um, but um, you know, that's definitely, that's definitely my, that's definitely my two cents. And uh, again, you can have perfect program in the world, but again, the most important thing is, someone's got to stick to that program. Someone's got to stick to that diet. And so, yes, you know, the, 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 uh, scientific, um, the, the, the scientific reasoning has to be there, but it's like, Hey, like, can you follow this, this setup? Like, can you follow this diet? It's like, because for me, like my nutritional approach, a lot of it is just like, it's like, I need to be able to enjoy this and stick to this for years. So I, 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 I always keep that in mind. Like I finished my day of eating off with chocolate. Right. <laughs> more, more days than, than non. And it, I eat chocolate. I'm satisfied. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I hit my 2300 calories or whatever it is at the time. And I'm like, I'm, I feel great. But if, yeah. you know, so if I'm trying to like have some little, you know, chicken rice bowl and I'm after four or 500 calories, I'm going to, it's going to open up my floodgate. I'm going to want to eat more food, you know? So. Yeah. Now so, knowing your audience is, is super important. So, and like I said, even just like talking to you, but even I knew this before even talking to you, like your points that you emphasize, I mean, I, as far as how do you get there? And I agree with the large majority of it, right? We focus on progressive overload. If you're trying to get lean, you focus on a deficit and it, it, what works for you to get there is what we need to focus on. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, man, I really appreciate you taking the time. I know you're super busy. You got a lot going on. Uh, so for people who haven't already seen your stuff, where can they find more of it? Uh, my website's kinobody.com, K-I-N-O body.com. And I am, pretty active on my Instagram at Grego Gallagher. And I have a, a lot of YouTube content out there on, on YouTube if you search Kino Body. So those are you know three places that I would check out. 
Um, but like the most, you know, direct access would be Instagram. Awesome. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Thank you.